Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas. I always say in in our last 20 episodes or something that I am calling you from Brazil. And I just want to give some context to this. What is happening? Why Why am I calling you from Brazil? Why am I joining from here? And because of the wonderful internet, we can join from all over the world. We have guests from all over the world joining us on the podcast. Today, we have a guest, Daniel Hornberg from Sweden. And it's amazing. It's incredible that we have these guests that come from all over the world to share their Christian content. And in Brazil, I just want to share just a little bit of context about what is happening. So I am a missionary here in Brazil for the last three years. July 4th, the wonderful day of independence in the United States, I moved to Brazil and July 4th here coming up in a few weeks is three years for me. And I love my life in Brazil. I love my wife, my son. They're both Brazilian. My son is half American, half Brazilian. He's so blessed. And I love the ministry style that we have here because I am not fluent in Portuguese, but of course the common language here, the the language is Portuguese. And so I speak enough to communicate, but not enough to preach. And so my wife and I partner together. I preach in English and she translates in Portuguese. And I think this is so wonderful. I love to do ministry with my wife. She has a huge calling on her life as well. She went to seminary school for four years. I'm so proud of her. I hope to go to seminary one day as well. But so far, just a missionary, just mission, just missionary status today. So uh, today we have, like I said, our guest Daniel Hornberg joining us. But before we talk about that, I just want to give a little bit of a testimony, a little story. Today, I am preaching in a church tonight here in Brazil talking about missions. And yes, as a missionary, I don't just preach on missions, but I do love to preach on missions. I love to remind people that we do need to do missions. It's not just a call for the pastors. It's not just a call for the missionaries, but it's a call for the believers in Christ. If you are a son of God, a daughter of God, if you have been adopted in his sonship, you are called to do missions. You don't have to go to another country. You don't have to sell everything you own and move to Africa or Asia or Brazil, but you can go across the street. It's just that important. Today, my message is titled, Missions Starts at Home. And with my testimony, I grew up in a in a family that was divided at a younger age. My parents were divorced at a young age, and my dad got married and he became a Christian later in his life. And so around my teenage years, I had really good influence. I was going to church with my family. They were praying at home. We would pray before bed. We would pray before meals. We would talk about God and we would enjoy that. And we would have fellowship with Christ. It was wonderful. And I really, really wanted to become a Christian. I wanted to follow in my parents' footsteps. And 
when I was around 12 years old, I was baptized. This is the decision I made for myself. I wasn't pressured to do it like some people are from their parents. I made the decision, I want to follow Jesus with the rest of my life. The thing was, I didn't give Jesus my whole heart. I gave him a portion of my heart, but I didn't give him everything. And so if you know that you live half in and half in the world, it doesn't work. It doesn't last very long. And so shortly after that, just I would say five years or less after that, I found myself in a bad place. I was a drug addict. I had a lot of other things. You can hear another my testimony on another message, but all of these things happened. And so I finally found myself at 19 years old in a police car, and I knew I was running from God. I knew he had a plan for my life. I knew he had adopted me into his sonship. He's, I had the Holy Spirit inside of me, but I was living in sin. I was actively choosing things that pleased my flesh rather than pleased Jesus. That's a bad place to be. By the grace of God, this police officer was a Christian. And inside of the police car, he prayed for me. Is that even allowed? I don't know. But he did. He prayed for me and it changed my life dramatically because I was so convicted in my spirit. I knew I was running from God. I knew he was the answer and I was just picking other things. And that's when I had to make a decision. Will I change my life? Will I surrender everything and be with Jesus? And so that's the second monumental moment in my life. The first was being baptized and the second moment was giving it all to him. Being 19 years old and saying, okay, Jesus, I tried my way, but now it's your way. And that led me to a place of being a missionary. I wanted to serve God. And you can listen, like I said, to my other messages that have my testimony inside of it. But the short story is that God saved my life. He really, truly saved my life. And missions starts at home. I told you all of that to tell you that I am saved today. I am a believer today because my parents took me to church. I'm a believer today because they prayed for me. I'm a believer today because they had the Christian foundation in the home. That's why, because missions starts at home. And I shared that with you today because this is the little bit, a little portion of what I'm going to be sharing tonight for the service here in Brazil. And I'm really, really excited about it. This is not a message I've been preparing to preach. It just came on my heart this morning, literally this morning. And so I'm super pumped about preaching this message. But without a delay, we're going to talk with Daniel Hornberg today. He is a musician. He's very talented. He has been writing music for several years now. He just got married about a year ago as well. So let's meet with Daniel after the word from our sponsors. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Michael Soward's journey started many decades before COVID-19's entry into the world that shocked everyone. The sheer drama of it all reignited his hunger to search and seek a deeper, very serious bond with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit prompted him to reintroduce himself to the powerful, legendary teachings of Dr. Paul G. Truland, entitled My Body, His Life series. The amazing, invisible Jesus Christ lives inside all of us that will receive him, says Michael. Find Michael Sword Presents podcast on all streaming platforms. What is your outlook on life? How much time do you have left between here and eternity? In Jeff Jackson's newly released book, Extended Horizon Reflections, Jackson opens up about a doctor's report being diagnosed with a terminal illness that generated life trajectory changes, giving him only five years to live. Purchase Extended Horizon Reflections on Amazon today to read his powerful testimony as his horizons extended. Daniel, how are you today? 
great to have you here. I'm good. I'm good. Sweden is hot today. <laughs> For once. We're experiencing winter here in Brazil. So it's a little bit colder than normal today. Uh, and today, Daniel, we're going to talk about your recently released song, Woohoo, Jesus is Alive. We're going to talk about your church a little bit as well. Mm. I see worship. Before we do all of that, I just want to give you a little bit of time. Share your personal testimony, who you are, mm. why you're a believer today, and how that transformed your life moving forward. Mm. Absolutely. So I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Swedish guy, 30 years old, and... Uh, uh, I, I grew up. Uh, I'm, I'm, as a, I'm a musician, otherwise, uh, and I'm also working with youth and things and stuff. Uh, but you know, I grew up in a Christian family, and uh, my parents have been pastoring occasionally throughout my upbringing. So uh, you know, so I I saw these things. I I, I heard the gospel from my parents. You know, grew up in church. Uh, I never wanted to go to even the kids meeting. I was in the meetings all the time. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I want to, when I was 13, uh, you know, I guess you grow more like uh, independent conscious around that age. And uh, I know that I've seen, I've seen miracles. My, my mom got healed from uh, a rheumatic disease, a chronic disease when I was a kid, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I really seen that God is real, you know, things do happen. And, uh, but at that age, I was on a meeting and, uh, and I was challenged to have, you know, my own faith, my own relationship with God. And uh, I just remember in my heart that, yeah, you know, God, if, if you're real, I want, I want to have my relationship with you. I understood that, that it had to be personal. And uh, I remember kneel, kneeling down to pray on, on that youth meeting where they called for that. And uh, I really got such a powerful, you know, encounter with, uh, uh, with God. Uh, you know, through the Holy Spirit, I, I was like crying like a baby, you know, I couldn't even stand on my knees because it was the power and the love of God. And uh, I was just, uh, you know, in a pool on the floor and knowing that it's him, you know, it's real. Jesus is real, you know, and he wants to meet with me. Yeah. yeah. So that, you know, that, that was like the, the you know, the, the starting, I would, I would say, you know, where I received Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit and, you know, um, but, you know, but, but, but time goes and, and I would say that I actually got, uh, you know, I actually was kind of walking away from God growing up in the later teenage years and I had my own dreams, uh, uh or ambitions, I would say, you know, uh, that kind of, uh, um, it was just a lot of going on in my heart. And, uh, I also had, uh, sin in my life that grew i was uh, addicted to pornography and i was uh, uh, starting living kind of the same life as all my peers that were non-christians and uh, and uh, so there was this thing that grew you know i was on my way out and it was also a void that grew in my heart actually uh, um, so actually i got to a point when i was kind of uh, 19 years old, I uh, finished the last grade of school here in Sweden, and I was going to study to become a musician. And I wasn't applied for any of the schools I applied to. <laughs> uh, so I was like, why, why, you know, what's happening now? And then I had a friend of mine actually texting me that for the last application, I applied for like maybe four schools. The same night, I got a no from that school. A friend wrote to me from Australia. It's like, I'm coming back to Sweden. And uh, next semester, uh, do you want to join me going to uh, like a Bible school, like a gap year? 
you know, so I was like, hmm, maybe, you know. So there was something in me that was so rebellious. You no, know, I had a bad relationship with my parents. I was like, I don't want to do that. That's exactly what they want me to do, you know. <laughs> but then I still had this hunger, you know, because I knew that the people that walk with God 100% had something about that, you know. So I think that was a, a tipping point for me. Uh, and then the coming years, uh, I, I, I was transformed. It takes time, you know, good things takes time. But I started to understand what the cross was and what it meant for me, you know. And it was also in a process that I, I wanted to be free from pornography. But then I realized it's not about being free from pornography. It's about dying from your old life. Everything that belongs to the old life, everything that belongs to the old man, you know, and I have to start living a new life for Jesus, full out. Like that's the deal God gives, you know. <laughs> so that I think that's revelational that the cross was actually for me, and I uh, that I was actually lost without the cross. You know, you're not just hearing it, but I understood it. You know, and I grieved over my over my sin, and I could also embrace grace. You know, in a you know, growing up, you hear these things in church, but when it like really twists your heart, you know, and you're like, wow, Jesus really saved me for real, you know. I love it. I love your testimony. It's incredible. Thank you for sharing that with us. And in fact, today, Daniel, I'm going to be preaching. I mentioned a little bit before the podcast today that I'll be preaching here in Brazil and my message is titled Mission Starts at Home. I was growing up with the Lord like you, but it's a difference when you make that surrender and give him everything. It's different. It's different. And when he transforms you from the inside out, it's, it's completely different. Yeah. You know, I, I so, uh, and I think that's, you know, that's also what has kept my faith today. The simple thing of that I really repented and I need to hold on to that, of course, the rest of my life, you know, <laughs> because you see also friends that, you know, in, this time they have like moved away from the faith or, you know, they're not living in their Christ destiny. And so, you know, so I think that is a, like a, a fundamental thing that I actually understood why I needed a cross and also to be, you know, engaged in a local church, uh, involved in so a local cool. church, um, you know, and you can see these things over time, you know, and uh, I, I got to this church where I'm right now, uh, International Church in a town called uh, Jönköping. And I've been here since 2013. And uh, so, you know, I came here and it's a small church, uh, international. And uh, it's, it's my family. <laughs> and I'm engaged here. You know, I, I, I'm not doing any paid work in that sense in church. I'm, I'm just... Uh, uh, I'm a worship leader and I'm also a, a house group leader, the subbership uh, training leader. And uh, so that is a really exciting journey. Um, other than that, I'm working uh, a bit with music as uh, I'm, I'm recording and producing some people part time. Now, I just finished my job last uh, day today on a school, uh, a Christian music school. And I'm going to start working with kids on like a state institution for uh, kids that have been uh, need to be taken out of maybe drug ad addiction or uh, crimin uh, criminal activities. Wow. So um, it's an important ministry as well, helping people like that, bringing them to the cross to have that same revelation that you did. 
and the way that you can use your gift music to reach those people it's incredible it's mm. wonderful mm. let's go yeah. into a little bit more about international church tell us a mm. little bit more about that you you working on some music and stuff mm. Mm. yeah so uh, i've been part of this church in 2013 actually i was living in um south africa for one and a half year i was going to a, a, a school there like a discipleship training an art school called Criare uh, ministries Criare ministries and uh, what i understood there was that um uh, you know i'm starting from <laughs> number one to explain it actually there i got i think a revelation of uh, how god wants to use my songwriting you know because I, I just write songs all the time. I just spit them out. But that is also an important ministry that God reveals sometimes things to me, just writing songs. And uh, this last song I did with my pastor, and I'll come into that more later, but, and that was one of the reasons I moved back from South Africa, Sweden, you know, I thought, you know, I could go anywhere in the world, you know, and, you know, go with Jesus and, you know, and, and that's cool. Send but me I, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah 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 but then i understood that the thing of spiritual fatherhood and uh, you know and uh, about the local church as a spiritual house and you know and i read about paul and he's a spiritual father to timothy and all these guys and i realized well these my pastors back in sweden they are my spiritual parents and they have poured into my life you know and uh, i i think that i have also a destiny with them you know so that's what actually made me come back and, and also dedicate myself to, okay, I will start here, you know, uh, with those people and start serving, uh, serving God. Wonderful. Um, and we're on an interesting journey. Uh, so I'm leading this worship ministry, Eyes of Worship. Uh, but it's also like, um, um, we have a kind of a, reformation i would say in our church we last years have been changing the way we're doing things and and covid has uh, lockdown has helped us to do these transformations you know because we understood that people do not become disciples of jesus christ and transformed by attending a sunday service so Amen. come on when the sunday services closed down what do we got you know who what people do we meet you know we had a lockdown limit of eight people at one occasion wow and then it's like, we're not going to stop meeting. Okay, we'll divide up groups of eight. And we need leaders for all those groups. And then, the, you know, the issue can surface, do we have mature leaders? Do we have people we can entrust? You can lead a group and you can, you know, and suddenly realize, like, if you build everything around one person on Sunday, uh, that's false, you know, when things like this happens. So... Uh, that's been a dramatic change, you know, not seeing members, but more seeing like uh, getting people into the home groups uh, and sometimes even taking people one-on-one -on -one and, and discipling them and walking with them for a longer time. And Daniel, you just released a new song. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So this song, it was a, it's a quite funny song. It's the shortest song I've ever written and, <laughs> <laughs> and the most happy song. It's actually, uh, it's called Woohoo, which is, it's, it's almost silly, you know, calling a song Woohoo, a worship song, Woohoo. <laughs> I was telling it's my wife drive. on the drive earlier, like, yeah, this song's called Woohoo. She's like, I hope it's exciting. I'm like, it is. <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> so it was actually my pastor goes around. He's he's not a musician at all, but he has these ideas. And he went around, woohoo, woohoo, Jesus is alive, you know, going around saying it. So, you know, and because I have this gift of songwriting, it's so like, okay, it happened before that he had a song idea and I started writing on it, you know. So basically that's what's happened. You know, we met one time at, uh, at my place and we're jamming. I did some, tried some chords and some melodies, uh, me, my wife, my pastor, and like, oh, there we go. No, we didn't change this, you know. So we're kind of working on it together. And uh, uh, at first I didn't have a relationship to the song, but as I started working in it, you know, and I started playing it, God started to speak to me about this, you know, uh, about this fun song, you know, simple song in that sense. Would you say that it's a song for like worship set or is it just like a song to listen to in the car? Uh, I would say, uh, uh, I would say maybe mostly car, but it can also work like, because it's just a few lines. Mm. It has one break where there's some odd difference, you know, and then it just repeats all the time. <laughs> so, so it's like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, actually. I think it can work with both. Okay. Well, you're the musician here, so I'll take your advice on that. <laughs> Excellent. Let's talk about this a little bit more. Where did the significance come? You said that your pastor was saying this. What, what else was the inspiration to create this? You know, it's like a simplicity, you know. For me, woohoo, sing like, woohoo, Jesus is alive. Oh, woohoo, I will never die. You know, because that's basically the phrases going around. And uh, it's such an innocent thing, you know, it's like an innocent hallelujah, like, woohoo. It's a light heart, you know, it's a light hearted thing. And when I started working on this, this just came, my pastor didn't say anything about this, but I just got these pictures of Christians during persecution, like during the Roman emperor, you know, that was brought to, to the Colosseum, to the lions, brought to die, you know. And in place where they should be caught with intimidation and fear for their lives, they were just like, woohoo, Jesus mm. is alive. Sing this like quietly. And it's like, it's the worst thing for the devil because he wants to intimidate and quiet us mm. and may weigh us down. And then being like a child, being like almost childish and free, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's the worst weapon, you know. Uh, I like that phrase, that the childlike hallelujah. That's awesome. The childlike yeah, yeah. hallelujah. Very cool. And what about some of your other music? Do you have albums out there, other singles out there? Yeah, so we did actually, on, uh, when I started as, as leading the worship uh, ministry in 2019, we recorded a, a full-length album with, uh, with Ice of Worship. And then last year, we did another song called Courage Like Caleb. Um, uh, so that's what I've been mostly been working on the, the last years. Then I also have some other projects and uh, that are not out that is actually coming later this summer. I've been working on a concept album with a friend of mine of an historical went, event in Norway. And then me and my wife, uh, I married last year. Woo! Wow. Amazing. So, uh, Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. And so she's singing and we're doing a bit of a, alternative rock metal soul uh and that there's is a lot of words there a lot of rock metal so 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's uh, it's it's on the way actually. Yeah, I'm writing a lot, but then it's a step of recording everything and releasing. So, I'm take us through a little bit of of your inspiration when you write. How do how do you mm. find those words to write? How do you create the rhythm and all of those those things? For the people who are not musicians like myself, I'm always interested. Wow, how did you create that? That's amazing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it, uh, <laughs> I would say, uh, for me, I, I quickly write songs like that. I can just start or something just pops up, you know. The challenge is to the, the craft, taking an idea you get and then working on it until it's a full song and then working on it with arrangement, like putting drums, guitar, and bass, and all those, those things, you know. So that, that's the hard work, and then recording it, you know. But for for beginning, um, uh, for me, I, I get so many songs that just on the way. I like I can be running out to the car from the house, and then when I sit in the car, I have like a song popping in my head about something, you know. And <laughs> so I always try to have my phone like ready, you know, and just record ideas. Now it's almost getting full because it's. It's so much, you know, like it's so a, much updated ideas. dictaphone. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is it like when you when you tell your pastor, "Hey, pastor, I have this new song I want to want to do with the church." Is it like, "Yeah, just hold your horses a little, Daniel." Does he have to preview the song first or he just gives you, "Hey, do it." Yeah, yeah. I think it's um it's the opposite actually. He keeps pushing me. So, I'm 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 the shy artist guy, and he's <laughs> actually he's the he's the, you know, uh, businessman guy you know so <laughs> without him i would just be in my living room you know playing songs and no one would hear it you know uh so it's uh, <laughs> it's that kind of journey actually you know that he he really helps me with that being a bit square you know being a bit finished this accountable you know uh, and out of all of the music that you have created and put out there which song is your favorite oh wow it's uh, actually uh, when I thought about this, like, what is actually my favorite? I I'm going to be a bit, uh, be a bit boring. And I would say my favorite is often what I'm currently creating or into, you know, because that makes me exciting, mostly also because it's uh, God really speaks to me in the stuff I write, you know, and most of the things I want, I, I take and continue with. It's actually things that really touches my heart and gives me a, a communication, and, you know, and a conversation with God. So I think that's what mostly excites me, you know, that I can do this with God and I can get a new line. And it's like, wow, I never thought about that. Was that your Holy Spirit? Or, you know, so, yeah, I would say the, the songs are often my prayers but when I'm in that place. And sometimes I get tired of them when i recorded them and played them over over again <laughs> do you listen to your own music or do you, you you can't do that i know there's some people who just don't listen to their own music yeah yeah, yeah. no i i think uh, i've gotten used to that also since i'm i'm writing and i'm also recording and i'm mixing doing all these stages so i i listen to it again and again mm -hmm. yeah incredible Anything else that you want to tell our audience today about your church, about the songs that you're releasing here this summer as well, the song that you just put out, anything? 
Yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, um, I just think about this song. You know, what does God want to say in this season about it? Uh, 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 because it's such a it's a season that the the world is heavy with everything that's happening, especially in Europe. Things are getting more serious, you know, with the conflict in, in Ukraine and stuff. And and I think it's more important than ever to keep your heart free in Jesus, you know, to keep your heart really uh, free in Jesus. And I, and I find that a challenge myself, you know. Uh, uh, I, that's what on my, on my heart, heart-wise, um, yeah. And, you know, and that, that's my heart. And that, that's what uh, I, I want to share also with, with the music in my prayer is that, you know, the songs that we put out with, with our worship band and, and that, that's what's actually happening. Uh, how people be blessed. Because when we worship together at church, uh, God is really doing something, you know, and, and, and uh, things happen, you know, and, and people get saved and, and really get to experience God. Uh, yeah, and it's a prayer that they will be able to, when you record it or send it overseas, that it will be, you know, it will be a blessing and revelation. Received, definitely. Yeah. And I want people, I want our audience to be able to find you on your social media, personally, the church, yeah. as well, if you guys have a website, a Spotify, a mm. YouTube, all of those places to find this song that you just released mm. and your other music that's out there. Mm. Uh, my my uh, page as a producer is a uh, you can find it on Facebook or you can just write nicodemusmusic.com you know Nicodemus music so that's uh, I can say my company everything I release I put out there or you know or uh, update things over there otherwise you know I see worship we have a Facebook page uh, and uh, also international church young coping. Or you can just write internationalchurch.nu, you know, so that's our church, uh, church website. And why did you pick the name Nicodemus Music? I, be, I believe there's a story there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's always this uh, creative story, but it's actually because Nicodemus, he was a guy who came to Jesus in the middle of the night where probably because he didn't want to be seen, you know, but he had a desire for God and he had questions to Jesus. And that's my prayer that when I do music, I will also get out in places outside the church and stuff. And the people will experience something that I will have these conversations in the night or in the evening afterwards or whatever with people that have a hunger for, for God, you know? So I'm glad I asked that question. That's good. That's really good. You can you kind of poke the flame in their hearts with your music, stirs it up. Amazing. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer, I would really appreciate that, Daniel. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I forgot to mention the song is going to be also on all streaming services. The woohoo! So you can look up "I See Worship" and then "woohoo." All streaming services. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Father. Thank you, awesome Father. Thank you, that's such an awesome dad. And uh, thank you, Father, for this day. And, and thank you for Dallas. And thank you for all the people that are, are listening, Lord. And thank you that you have the power 
to put an innocent joy in their hearts, Father, or whatever they have felt uh, um, fatherless or that they're not, uh, they're, they're lacking the freedom of being a child before your face. I ask that you would put them into them hearts, Father, through your Holy Spirit, Lord, through the, the spirit of sonship, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you, your awesome dad. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.